재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Foodies get ready. The rest of the show is devoted to all things culinary. We're going to explore some Korean seasonal foods and talk about what to do in our own kitchens with Yerika Park. She is the Seoul Michelin Guide digital editor, and she's got a few tips on this week. Kimbap, the ubiquitous kimbap. How are you doing, Yerika? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, did you? I don't know if you heard the little thing I said at the beginning of the show, but there's an article today in the Hankyore about um, how singles are coping mm-hmm. food-wise with their single life. Right. Uh, they pool kitchens, stuff mm-hmm. like that, meeting and buying ingredients together. I think that is a totally positive trend, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the it, idea It's cheaper of, to eat out, actually, than like buy ingredients in bulks and cook be. at home. It, can, it be. can be more expensive. But is that always the healthy choice? That's the question. No, exactly. Well, kimbap is a, I mean, typically kimbap is seen as a, a healthy choice, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, you know what? You'd be surprised at the amount of cooked rice that actually goes into one roll of kimbap. I know. Yeah. I told my friend the other day and she was shocked. Isn't was it like, like, oh, I thought it was healthy. Two bowls? No, it's less than two bowls. That's way too much, Richard. That's like 600, 700 calories in just one roll of kimbap. That's <laughs> of just so, rice. That's just two meals right yeah. there for me. But um, I don't know. When you see the ladies actually roll up kimbap on the spot when you order at these kimbap joints, uh, you, you see them like taking like a, a big bunch of cooked rice from the rice cooker. And that I think it's easily one bowl of rice right easily. there. Yeah, easily, easily one bowl of rice. And you always justify it to yourself by saying, well, I'm just going to nibble at this kimbap. And then narf, it's gone in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I could eat more than one roll of kimbap, actually, really? because I love it that it, it much. Nice. It's really nice. But um, be careful with the kimbap. It's, it's not diet food, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the little uh, triangle ones are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of light, right? Uh, Less rice. Yeah, but that's, that stuff has a lot of like chemicals in it yeah. to preserve it Those for are long usually- periods of time because they're just sitting in... Um, I mean, they always have like expiration dates, mm. but uh, they do contain a lot of like preservatives and stuff, additives. So, got to be easy with that. Let's break it down. Kimbap. Yep. Yeah, if you've just gotten off the plane to Korea mm-hmm. and you know nothing, kimbap is everywhere. It's a little cylinder of food. That's right. The word kimbap breaks down very simply. Yeah, kim means flavor. It's the sheets of um, edible seaweed. seaweed. Yes, dried seaweed sheets. And then um, it involves cooked rice. It can be white cooked rice. A lot of uh, restaurants these days serve a healthier version by using black cooked rice Mm. um, with, uh, I don't know, strips of uh, ingredients in there. It can be anything like, let me just mention some of the conventional kimbab ingredients. Okay. Uh, Some sort of meat, uh, a lot of times like marinated ground beef. Right, in some sort of bulgogi sauce and just like saute. Mm-hmm. Uh, pickled yellow or white radish. And uh, crab stick, of course. These are imitation crab sticks, of sort course. Sort of pressed crab. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Um, egg omelet, mm, right? Sure. Egg, uh, And then braised burdock root, uong. Uh, ham or sausage, any type of, uh, you know... Luncheon meat is acceptable too. Stir-fried julienne carrot that's been sautéed in oil. Cooked spinach that's been seasoned with salt Mm -hmm. or soy sauce or sesame oil. Uh, Fish cake and also maybe sometimes like fried tofu skin as well. So these are like the conventional. It's kind of like portable bibimbap. It is. It is. And uh, the, the, the thing about kimbap is that not only is it yummy... It's it's so it's so convenient, yeah. you know. If you're in a rush, you just buy a roll of kimbap, stick it in your bag, and just like you know, they're cut into bite-sized pieces, so you can eat it on the go, right? Do you have a favorite one? My uh, favorite's chamchi. I like uh, just tuna mayonnaise 
I love that. And there's always uh, the perilla leaf in there, the kenyip, right? Mm-hmm. That makes a really great flavor combination. I don't know. I like all kinds of kimbap, yeah. actually. But my mom, when I was growing up, you have to remember, kimbap for kids... Um, is it's a picnic staple, yeah. you know? Come spring, uh, all the schools go on outings. You know, students always bring like homemade or you know store bought these days. There are a lot of working moms out there, which is totally fine. Um, they might even taste better than homemade kimbap. Well, and they've got the knack. It, there's something almost hypnotic about watching those uh, kimbap joint ladies. They tend to be ladies. Sometimes they're guys. Um, they're they amazing. Make the kimbap. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, they're so almost mechanical. Yeah. Um, but in, they make it with so much precision, and it, it really takes two minutes for them to just whip up a roll of kimbap, mm-hmm. just slicing it, wrapping in the foil. And it's perfectly cylindrical, yeah. and the ingredients are like perfectly distributed. Right. I wager that if I tried to make a kimbap, it would, it would look like sort of a new age kind of Picasso you know, kimbap. But like anything else, you can master it with practice, yeah. right? Uh, so anyways, what I wanted to say was my mom used to make me and my sister kimbap um, – not using the conventional sesame oil seasoned rice, mm. uh, which is, you know, what most typical kimbaps out there, like store-bought kimbaps are made with. But my mom used to make sushi rice using yeah. vinegar, salt, and sugar. That's interesting. That's what I thought the kimbap rice was anyway. Sort of the same no. stuff you would make. Uh, That's what know. distinguishes norimaki, which is the Japanese version, uh-huh. from Korean kimbap. They're two very different things. Uh-huh. Okay, So uh, Japanese norimaki is made with sushi rice. Vinegared rice, yeah, while Korean kimbap is usually it can be plain or seasoned with a little salt and sesame oil. Something to maybe make it a little bit more sticky, right? To spread out, or no. is it just the same stuff you'll get in a bowl? Exactly. Really, the Korean variety of rice is already sticky on, yeah, on its true. own, right? That's true. Yeah, it's different from the Thai rice or the um, jasmine rice, basmati yeah, rice. Long Those grain that long doesn't grain. stick together. Yeah. That would be a right. nightmare to make so a kimbap. So Korean rice and Japanese rice varieties are sticky on their own already. So if we visualize the process of uh, making a kimbap, we're um, kind of spreading out the seaweed on that f- bamboo roller thingy. Yep. And then your layer of rice. That's right. Your layer of rice, very thinly. Mm. Um, and then you have to, right in the middle of the rice, you have to stack the individual components. I wondered about that, whether it's yeah. smack in the middle or because you roll it, is it biased to one side? Well, you don't. You don't have to be exact, right? okay. you don't have to measure, yeah. right? But somewhere in the middle, just stack the different components and then you, you start rolling. And again, it, it takes a little bit of practice. What's right? your because kung fu all like? The, Are you good? Huh? Can you make kimbap well? Oh, I've been well? making this since I'm like 12. Since you were a kid, right? Yeah, because my mom used to always make um, you know, the Japanese variety mm-hmm. when she had guests over. Mm. Uh, those like thick futomaki style, usually like with at least seven different ingredients. Wow. Yeah. So I've been making those since I was very young. So it triggers nostalgia. This is what you brought on your school picnic. Oh, for sure. But the thing is, kimbap these days is really changing. Food is always evolving. Okay, it originates from something. There's the original form, and then food always evol- evolves because people's tastes change. There are different trends when it comes to certain things, and um, these days kimbap is going premium. Premium. Yeah. Better ingredients, more expensive ingredients. Yeah. Slight, I mean, when we say expensive, it's like 4000 5000 It's still pretty cheap for a mm. meal, right? Mm. Um, but kimbap is definitely going premium. And this is a tr- trend that started like three years ago. I think there are lots of uh, new kimbap chain restaurants that serve these like premium kimbaps with, like you said, fresher ingredients. There, are, There's less rice, more vegetables, mm. healthier. <laughs> kimbaps. Historically, I mean, I would think as long as there have been, has been rice, mm-hmm. kimbap would have come like right after that. As soon as rice 
arrived, then uh, somebody thought of doing a kimbap. It seems quite elemental. Well, the original form of kimbap found in like historical records date back to the 19th century. Uh, Koreans used to eat uh, dried laver mm. sheets uh, and uh, wrap rice with uh, a little bit of panchan in there. And they used to call it poksam. Uh, and this was a chongol deborum, uh, like the, the first lunar new year of the you know, the year. Mm-hmm. And that was a tradition that dates back to, you know, not the 19th century. But the word kimbab itself started appearing in like, you know, press newspapers uh, around 1935. So recent. Yeah, it's That's very surprising. recent actually. Huh. The word kimbab itself is quite recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, every every mother knows how to make kimbab for their children, basically. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Undoubtedly. All right. So, uh, and you said that the key difference between sort of the, the Japanese version mm-hmm. and the Korean version is what they do with the rice initially. That's right. And probably some of the ingredients too, right? That's right. Uh, typically, Korean kimbab contains more components, like more ingredients hmm. in the middle. Like, you know, you go to a, a Japanese sushi restaurant and you see like the most basic form. There's like the variety with just cucumber in it with a little bit of wasabi and vinegared rice. Um, some contain raw fish in there. Hmm. Um, the biggest roll, the, the futomaki that I mentioned earlier, it literally means a big fat roll, right? And uh, those are made, those are eaten on New Year's, you know, festive events, outdoor events, you know, kimbap. Is a very festive food, actually. Yeah, meant to be portable and meant to take some of the the um, annoyance out of transporting food. The irony, though, is that kimbap is a fast food, right? Um, you see those like you know ladies making kimbap takes like less than two minutes to make one roll of rice. If you prepare kimbap at home, it takes a really long time. Yeah, yeah. You're front you loading your efforts. Individual components, one by one, yeah. right? And it, it it's really time consuming. Do you always have to slice kimbap? Because sometimes I think it would be nice to have a kimbap like a burrito, kind of just chomp right through it. Yeah, I, I've actually, I've seen kimbap places that sell kimbap. Um, I don't know, I've, I've seen people walking around just with a cylinder of kimbap, uncut kimbap, okay. and just like biting it off like a So a you baguette. can do that. I, yeah. I didn't know if Koreans actually well, did that course. or if it was just a matter of politeness of course, to have it sliced. But it's just easier to have it like sliced. Yeah. You get all that stuff stuck in your teeth. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or you risk pulling out the entire length of carrot or right. whatever's in there. And that's not nice. That's you not... want like all the components in one bite. Yeah. yeah. You want them to mix. It goes well together. So um, I want to talk about uh, the different trends. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about regional variances. Yeah, the, collo- the, the, the conventional wisdom is that if you get to like a fishy region or a seaside, there's more fish and stuff like that. Is that true with Korea? Like the kimbap has more fish if you get close to the ocean and everything? Um, well, kimbap is actually pretty much the same mm. anywhere in okay. Korea. But um, I've tried some really authentic versions. For example, when you go to Jeju Island um, in, in the south, they have a very unique kimbap. When it comes to the table, I've seen people who have been kind of like put off by it because there's a whole fish in there, including the head and the tail. And you're supposed to chomp through that so what they do is the standard procedure lay out the laver the kimchi okay put rice on it and then what they do is they they place a whole but deboned and gutted pacific sari the stuff you make pomegi with yes in there it's been salt grilled nice right deboned it's like you can just eat it. it's just white flesh and then they roll that up and then serve with a side of soy sauce and wasabi it's good. The sari is it's it's just grilled. It's not that sort of kwameggy uh air dried no, stuff. No, it's fresh sari. It's fresh. Salt grilled, right? Hmm. And it's lovely. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Some people might be put off by the fact, ooh, it's got a head and a tail, but yeah. so what? Right. 
But that's what even I've seen Koreans who are a little, a little bit put off by the fact that there's a whole fish. Do they there. make it there just in time in front of you like that, or yeah, do they? I've always I've always ordered a restaurant, so they come to the table warm, mm. you know. So they use fresh rice, oh, obviously, nice. and the the fish isn't pre grilled. You said that's a Jeju thing. Yeah. Okay. Does it have a different name, or is it just Jeju kimbap? No, it's called gongchi kimbap. Gongchi is the word for sorry ah, in Korean. Gongchi kimbap. Yeah. Got it. Okay, that sounds The nice. next time you go to Jeju, you've got to try it. And what other sort of uh, regional variations can I find? Well, when you go to Tongyang in South Gyeongsang province, um, they have something called chungmugimbap. Mm-hmm. And you can get these in, in Seoul as well. Uh, there are restaurants that serve chungmugimbap. It's basically mini unseasoned rice rolls. Uh, there's nothing in it. Right, it's kind of like mayakimbap, but with, with nothing in it, literally. So when you say mini rolls, the, uh, just smaller versions of yeah, kimbap. Yeah, they're thinner mm-hmm. cylinders, like little cigar stubs. Yeah, or something. exactly. Okay. Cut up into bite-sized pieces, mm. and it's always served with a side of spicy seasoned uh, baby squid, hmm. and also radish kimchi, and that's a tradition down in Tongyang because it's a seaside squid. Hmm. Makes sense. You don't put the squid in those kimbaps; you eat it separately. Separately, All always right. served separately, and it's really spicy. And it's so good. So the rice is pretty plain. So, you know, it balances it out. The so spiciness and saltiness with the plain rice and the seaweed wrapped around it. Okay, little rice packets, little mm-hmm. Kim rice packets to go with your right. um, squid. That sounds and, good. And this is, not a, this is not a traditional thing in Gyeongju, I don't think. But uh, a restaurant there is famous for making these uh, kimbap. And what they do is it's pretty much a standard kimbap, but instead of adding a strip of omelet, egg omelet, they kind of um, they crumble up the omelet. They dice it into like tiny little pieces, right? And they add a bunch of that in there. So it's, there's a lot of like fluffy white, a fluffy scrambled egg, basically. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So when you bite into it, it's moist, it's fluffy, it's soft. And who doesn't like egg, right? Totally. You're getting my. You're, you're turning my wheels now. I'm starting to picture like a breakfast kimbap. Oh yeah, with bacon, like bacon, Go scrambled eggs, maybe a little cheese, yeah. served warm, um, almost like a breakfast burrito. But it's, or yeah, some sort of hot sauce. Or, yeah, serve sriracha mayo on the side. Mm. Yeah, it's like breakfast kimbap. Yeah, so that's, that's the best thing about kimbap. I mean, there are no rules. Literally, you can add whatever you want. You can add like leftovers. All you need is the the kim mm. and the cooked rice. And you can just play around with any ingredients you want. It's like a Korean sandwich, isn't it? I mean... Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Sam- sandwiches are not really sandwiches for Koreans. They're, they're almost like afterthoughts. They, but kimbaps are actually full-on meals. Yeah, they, they can be full-on meals or they can, they can be a light meal or they can be a snack. Mm. They can be, you know, anything. So, and, and the, the, the kimbap that we all know and love, kind of the strip of crab and mm-hmm. egg and all that stuff, that's the sole kimbap? Is that... Like no, like regionally. I said, kimbap is the same everywhere ah, in Korea. Except for these little... Yeah. So let me just mention like the different kinds of uh, kimbap you can find that's like more unconventional mm. that we've seen in recent years. Uh, if you go to Gwangjang Market, the famed market for all the street food you can find for really cheap, uh, they have something called like literally translated crack kimbap. Or narcotic kimbap, Yeah, narcotic right? kimbap. They're basically kimbap, but again, really thin cylinders, like small pieces mm. of kimbap. Um, and it's served with mustard soy sauce. Mustard? Ooh, I've never thought to... So it's soy to... sauce with a little bit of mustard, a dollop of mustard Hot mustard, in it. like Chinese mustard? or it's, it's yellow mustard. Really? Yeah. Huh. And you mix it up, and it's the soy sauce is kind of sweet. The mustard adds a little bit of kick to it, and that's the part that makes this. That's the Maya component. That's the of the, the, the seasoning, the dipping sauce. Right, is the, the dipping mayak. sauce. Is that where that started? Because nowadays it's trendy to call everything Mayak this or Mayak that. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, you can call it goma gimbap, which basically goma means small, like a kid, right? Mini gimbap, mm. or you can call it maya gimbap, but maya gimbap must always be served with that side of soy sauce and mustard. It's not maya unless you're mixing the right. mustard and the soy sauce. Uh huh. And they have like samgyeopsal gimbap too. That sounds wonderful. So it's basically <laughs> grilled samgyeopsal, pork belly, mm. and uh, they add like different components of a Korean barbecue sliced uh, green chili peppers, you can add like lettuce to it. Uh, thin slices of garlic, a little bit of samjang, roll, roll it up, and voila. Jennifer got my hopes up for a while, our Korean doctor, when oh, yeah, she I said that, that samgyeopsal <laughs> is a cure for but lung nah, pollutants, but nah. no. No, of course not. <laughs> so <laughs> stick then, with it as a kimbap. And then you know how as a side dish, Koreans love eating those like dried anchovies that have yeah. been seasoned? Do you like that stuff? I do. Like I like tiny anchovies? Virtually all dry beer snacks. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they have a nice crunchy texture to it, too. Sure. Right? So there's a kimbap variety with like this uh, anchovies, the, the mini anchovies that's been seasoned, mixed with a little bit of like spicy green chongyang peppers. Oh, that sounds nice. And it's a really nice combination as well. I'm sorry, well. you put that in, in, in kimbap? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. A lot of creativity going on in this country with kimbap. Exactly. It's whatever, it's whatever goes, really. Sure. Cheese kimbap is also popular. Um, it's just otherwise a conventional kimbap with the addition of uh, usually the processed variety of like sliced cheese. Mm. Or uh, sometimes they, they make it more premium mm. by adding like cream cheese in there. Would, you know what would go well is like a schmear, like mm-hmm. a, a, a salmon cream what? cheese or a salmon and chive oh, cream cheese. Oh, for sure. That'd be nice. Yeah, chopped chives, yep. right? That, um, even dalle. You introduced me to dalle the other week. I was just going to mention, use any ingredient that is seasonal. We talked about spring greens recently, right? right. You can add a bunch of that in there too, sure. right? Um, it was cockle season. Boil the cockles, you know, I don't know, dress it with some sort of sauce. Put that in there with the spring greens. Roll it up. You reckon blanched nengi would do okay in a kimbap? But dress it first a little bit. A little bit of uh, sesame oil or something? Or a little bit of tenjang would work too. Tenjang and nengi always go really well yeah. together. It's like a good combo. Nice. Um, kimchi kimbap, of course. The the triangular kimbap we talked about. But is, real people don't make samgap, the triangle kimbap. That's industrial, isn't it? The, that's industrial, but I, you know, people can make it at home. I've seen mothers make this at home for kids. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 There's a little mold you can buy to make oh, these triangular. Oh, is that how they do it? With yeah, a mold? yeah, yeah. Because I, I even have trouble unfolding those things, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I have oh no yeah, idea I know. How the and the strip of like kim is it still is stuck in the plastic, yeah. and that's really annoying. Yeah, you yeah. I don't have the patience to do sort of the slow sort of origami right. unfolding. Okay. You so, can make kimbap a little bit fancier too. So what you do is make the kimbap, roll it up, cut into bite-sized pieces, and what you do, you use lightly dredge it in flour mm. and dip it in egg batter and make kimbap chun. Oh yeah. Or you can actually dip it in a, a batter and deep fry it. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> it's like deep fried pizza. Now you're talking. Right? Now see, that's where you put your cheese and stuff and then sure. bacon. And it melts. And then some kind of uh, beer batter. Deep fry. I'm not sure how healthy it is, but it's going to be delicious. That's going to be sure. fantastic. Yeah. That is a total bar snack. Right? You can make little Mayak ones mm-hmm. and just have them be poppers. Right. That sounds wonderful. Right. We didn't think of that, though. People are already doing that. Yeah. And you know what? When you serve kimbap at home, um, there's this restaurant uh, south of the river that's, uh, that's really popular for their kimbap. There's thick rolls with lots of filling inside, hmm. and they always serve it with a side of mayonnaise. Really? As a dipping sauce, yeah. Okay, that's Just like fine. plain mayonnaise. Sure. Right? Um, what else? Oh, there's a, there's a, a well-known supermarket chain in the U.S. Um, and um, the, the Brooklyn chain actually has a kimbap store inside its own one. My friends actually just recently opened. Really? And they serve it with house-made pickles 
and various dipping sauces. And they also recently started serving like vegan and gluten-free kimbap as well for the health-conscious people out there. Kimbap is something that could so catch on. So the sky's on the limit time, if you yeah. think about it. Imagine right? kimbap becoming like the trendy hipster food in the USA. It is. I think it is. Really? Becoming, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they, they have like vegan and gluten-free versions. It's perfect. Really? It's filling. It's healthy. Lots of greens in there. Yeah. Dipping sauces made in-house. Pickles. Because Korean pickles, right? <laughs> Everything's got to have pickles, of right. course. Interesting. Okay, so that's sort of the range of, of kimbaps mm-hmm. that we can um, expect to find. Now, we talked about kimbaps here in Korea, but we can find versions of it overseas as well. Okay. We talked about the Japanese uh, norimaki rolls, um, you know, the, the, the triangular versions, hanga kimbap in Korea. They can be found in Japan as well. They're called onigiri. They're rice balls or they're either triangular mm. filled with uh, the pickled ume, which is a cross between a plum and an apricot. Oh, I love Super those. sour. Yeah, I love yeah. those too. Uh, they're filled with like braised kelp, salted pollock roe. Any other salty or sour ingredients go really well. Hmm. Um, what else? The Hawaiian musubi. I'm sorry, say that one more the time. The Hawaiian musubi. What is musubi? Musubi is basically gigantic sushi. It's a seasoned, ri- it's a seasoned rice ball, kind of like flat, rectangular. And it's topped with a teriyaki glazed spam. Ooh. Yep, and it's rolled... Right? Uh, with a little band of seaweed. And it's sold everywhere. Convenience stores, they have musubi restaurants. It's, it's a Hawaiian specialty. So it looks like a, like a giant uh, sushi with something sitting on top of it. It just happens to be... Spam. Yeah. Or, you know, any kind of like a seasoned uh, luncheon meat, actually. Mm. Yeah. What, what you said, you, the dimensions of it, is it like a ice Basically, cream sandwich Basically, it's the size, size of, uh, pretty much the size of my palm. Maybe a little bit smaller, okay. actually. So one ball of one... You know, portion of misubi will, would fill you up, actually. Okay. Yeah. One misubi would be a thing. Yep. And then in America, of course, we have the, the California rolls, sure. which was invented by a Japanese sushi chef in the 1960s. Kind of inside out, Kim. They're out. inside out. And do you know why they're inside out? I don't. In the early days, Americans used to peel off the seaweed. They thought it was like just a wrapper to be discarded? I don't know, but they didn't like it or, the, you know, they thought it was a wrapper or something. They used to peel it off, so he devised a way to make the these rolls inside out. And they're usually filled with like, it has to be like avocado in it, crab meat, salmon, tuna, There are still people that are averse to the idea of eating seaweed in the USA. Even my yeah. mom, I think, would be kind of shaky about it. All right, your kimbap. If uh-huh. we're in your kitchen, sure. what's your secret sauce yeah. and style? I wanted to share with you a simple recipe. So, um, I, you know the, the tubes of salted pollock roe you've been asking me about? Mm. I put that in there Ooh. with a little bit of mayo. I make salted pollock roe mayo. That sounds wonderful. Perla leaf. Uh, julienne uh, cucumbers, fresh. Probably just getting it, right? Yep, okay. exactly. So something salty to go with something fresh. Genib and uh, raw cucumbers, julienne, you know, finely. And then you roll that up. The row you take out of their little holder yes. and put that yes. in with and the mayonnaise. and don't too much of it. Don't Not put too much. much of it in there. It'd be too salty. Gotta, it'd be way too salty. So you got to kind of work out the ratio of rice to the pollock row. But this is a simple roll you can make at home. That's a very minimalist kimbap. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, yeah, I, I like uh, thick, big fat kimbap, and I like minimalist kimbap like this too. I'll be honest with you, Yerika, I did not realize we could sustain 25 minutes of chat just about kimbaps, but you've I opened my eyes. <laughs> there is an incredible variety of kimbap, yep. may, way more than I realized. See? 
<laughs> You'd never stop teaching me. Yay. Thank you very much for coming in. You're very welcome. And that is going to bring Food and Beyond, as well as today's edition of Koreascape, to a close. Our show is produced by Sol Kim, with associate production from Jamie Lee, writing by Christine Saul, and I'm Kurt Asian. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. We're back with Generation Now tomorrow morning. And here in Seoul, This, That, and Amy is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow morning.